Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I have had it with the Rangers. Enough! It's been pain, it's been torture, every freaking year it is the same thing. And I do take some responsibility. You know what? I apologize for thinking that this series was over, over. I am an idiot. How can I get involved with the Rangers and trust them even after witnessing those first two games at the Rock? The Rangers looked like a Stanley Cup winning team in those first two games. Since they've looked like the losers that they are. The perennial losers that they are. And I am tired of it. Can't get a goal on this backup stiff. Are you kidding me? Lifeless in game four. Run out of the building in game five. Boy, I can't wait to sit there with my nephew Saturday night and see what's in store for us. We dropped basically a grand to get in the building. You got to be kidding me. This is unacceptable from the Rangers. You cannot lose this series. Who's coming through with the guarantee? Because I know number 11 isn't coming through that door in that locker room. Who is it? Who's going to fill that void here? Who's going to step up? I know it sure as hell ain't going to be Panarin. I'm tired of watching him dance around on skates. Panarin, all he does is dance around out there. Do something productive. Kane washed. I'm tired of watching Mikola with the puck. Every time I look up, it's big old slow number 77 with a chance to do something, and he can't. He doesn't have that skill. Where's Kreider? Where the hell is Mika Zabinijad? What is going on with the Rangers? That power play that looked unstoppable through the first two games. A big reason why I thought this series was over or why I thought the Rangers were headed for a sweep. And remember, this was never about the Devils. Devils were a young team coming into this postseason. They had a great regular season, but I didn't think they were ready yet. I thought this was the Rangers' time. Guess what? Maybe wrong on that. Doesn't look like it. Maybe time for the Rangers to pack it in is what it's time for. But you give the Devils credit for fighting in Game 3, getting that tough win, giving themselves some life dominating in game four with a lifeless Rangers team. And then obviously, you know, this was a, maybe game four wasn't a dominating performance for the Devils, but it was more about the lifeless Rangers. And then this was a dominating performance really from start to finish for the Devils. But it's about the Rangers and their struggles. They're better than this. They should be better than this. They should be the team by now moving on to the second round. Not the Knicks. The Knicks did it. The Knicks exceeded expectations. The loser Rangers are on the verge of a historic collapse. Blowing a 2-0 series lead after dominating the first two games on the road like that? That can't happen. Unacceptable. And just when you thought, all right, you know what? They played well on the road. Let's see what they got going into New Jersey. They give you nothing again. And not only was the power play bad, they allow a shorty. I mean, you got to be kidding me, guys. You got to be kidding me. Right out of the gate, 40 seconds in, for goodness sake. 40 seconds in, you knew the Rangers were dead. And it's not Igor's fault. Basically, everybody but. Igor's doing all he could, keeping them in a game. It's everybody else, all of them. Fox being too cute. When he should shoot, he's passing. They're thinking too much. You know, Goudreau, I give him credit trying to pick a fight there with, uh, what was it, big number 88. I don't know who the hell it is. Who gives a crap? 
But I'm watching that game going, somebody going to take this guy out, and Goudreau decides to go fight him, trying to get the, the, the boys pumped up. Guess what? Didn't work. It was all set up perfectly. Goudreau gets into the fight, gets the team pumped up. They go on to the power play. Have to bury one there. And instead, it was the Devils who bury one there. I'm sick of it with this team. Lafreniere, you suck. He's a bust. Kako, nothing. The kid line, done nothing. Rangers can't control the puck. I mean, the Devils are beating them every every loose puck, every which way. Even when the Rangers want to face off, the Devils seem to get control. Trocheck, nothing. Mika, as I said, nothing. Tarasenko, Kane, nothing. Wake up or you're going home. And I'll tell you, something has to change. Because this is not, it's one thing if they lost the series. Look, let's say this series played out the way that many expected. They split the first two. They split the next two, maybe. All right, you lose a, a tough game five, come back home, whatever, a long series. The way that this series has played out, it's unacceptably bad for the Rangers. You can't have those two performances in games one and two and look like a different team in the games that follow. And I'll give them a pass on game three, but games four and five have been dreadful for them. You just can't have that. That's where there's a big problem with this team. And I like Gallant, and I like the makeup of this team. Look, coming into the postseason, I thought that this was going to be a, a, a Stanley Cup winning team. I really felt it. All the pieces were in place. Everything that the Rangers needed was there. They had a nice mix. They they gelled with the additions with Tarasenko and Kane. All that was there. They had the special teams clicking, both the PK. I mean, obviously the power play as well. Last night, going into the game, they're talking about on the MSG pregame, like, oh, look at these numbers for the Rangers. Their defense still best in the playoffs right now. Yeah, that's great. The problem is their offense. That's the issue. Nobody's saying about their defense, the offense. But they had everything clicking. Igor overcame early season adversity. He was getting hot at the right time. Power play clicking. New teammates gelling. All of it was there. And then they go and dominate games one and two. Now think about it. All the skill in the world. We talk about, oh man, these first four lines is skilled. The Rangers team as we have seen. Built to win a Stanley Cup, not by accident, not a team that's on the uh, you know on the come up here, on the rise. They were here last year. This was supposed to be the year. Then we see them dominate. So the combination of expecting them to be a Stanley Cup team going in and then seeing it play out like that in games one and two, that's where you have a major problem here with the Rangers and their performance in the ensuing games where they have now lost three straight have done nothing on the power play since. Basically, offensively, they have been dead for three games, including on special teams. And on the verge now of an all-time choke job. Up 2-0 is one thing. Up 2-0 on the road after dominating, that is all-time choke job. And they'll come home in game six. And look, even with saying all this, uh, I mean, I can't believe that they're going to go out there and lay another egg. I just can't believe that. At home, they will get booed out of the building. Don't come back if they lose this game. All of them. Drury, Golant, Panarin, Mika, all of them, except Igor. Don't come back if you play like that in game six. They have to, have to figure out a way to win this series. Otherwise, things will change. They're going to have to change. It has been a terrible disappointment to watch and extremely frustrating as well when you look at what this team has done in the last three games. You give credit to the Devils. Look, there's a chance now we're going to see the Devils and Islanders in round two. Islanders will come back home tomorrow night and see if they can get that to a Game 7 in Carolina. But there is a chance now you see both the Devils and the Islanders and the Rangers on the outside looking in to pour a little salt in the wound. That would make it even worse. 
It can't happen. You can't have that if you're the Rangers. You can lose. Like, you can accept not winning the Stanley Cup. It's obviously, they haven't won since 1994. You can lose series, hard-fought series. It happens. Even when you're the better team, it happens. You cannot lose like this. Not after their start. Not the way that they were built. Not to the Devils. And not with the Devils potentially facing the Islanders. This is almost a worst-case scenario. Draw me up. You know, going into this playoffs, I was saying, I want the Devils. I want the Islanders. Draw me up a worse scenario than this one for the Rangers and their fans. Blowing this lead to the Devils where the Devils fans were mocking the Rangers last night. Igor, Igor, amongst other things. Devils were dead. They were DOA. Game three at the Garden. That was supposed to be the burial in games three and four. And instead, they come to life, and now the Rangers will be fighting for their playoff lives come Saturday night in game six. Brandon is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Brandon? Yeah, Sal, my problem with the Rangers the whole season and even into last playoffs is they can never finish games when they're supposed to. They play way too many overtime games, which adds more games to their season. And the same thing in the playoffs. Last season, it was seven games every single time. This year, if we're going to win, it's going to be seven games again. You're playing so many more games than the other teams are playing. You're not going to win the Stanley Cup with that with that formula. Brandon, that is exactly why, after game four, I gave up on this team. Because no matter what happened after game four, the series was going to go six. And now we know if the Rangers are to advance, it's going seven. And you cannot win a Stanley Cup going every freaking series seven games. And it's one thing if it goes like that from the start, from the get-go, but when you're up 2-0, you've got to have a killer instinct and be able to put that team away, like the Knicks did in their series with the Cavaliers. The Rangers didn't do it, and that's why even if they win this series, I'll be disgusted with that team because I don't believe we are watching a team that can win the Stanley Cup. Agreed, 100%. Man, that's a big problem, and thank you for the call, Brandon. That's a big problem. That's why I'm really, I mean, forget about this series. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. That's the ultimate goal to win the Stanley Cup. I really thought they were going to do it going in. I certainly thought that was going to be the case after two games. Now you're seeing a team that looks like they're going to be lucky to get this to game seven. Forget about win this series. Be lucky to get it to game seven. Justin is in Floral Park. What's up, Justin? Oh, boy, Sal, as the great Steve Summers would say, Rangers mm-hmm. in seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sal, well, because they always go seven games. Yeah, it's, is, it, it can't happen. Sal, it's like, I don't know what's worse, watching the Yankees in the postseason every year getting no hits or the Rangers never scoring big goals, Sal. It's like every time it's the worst nightmare with this team. Every time, where is Mika Panarin loafing on the ice, not back-checking? When the, the two on one. I'm done with play. Panarin. I'm done. I don't know I'm what Mika's. I, I wish the Islanders would have signed him. I don't know what Mika's okay? problem is. I I, I, I'm done with team. Panarin. I'm going to tell you something else. Saturday night, I usually don't boo, and especially in front of my nephew, I am going to boo the pants off of all those guys when they touch the puck. I don't care if they boo me out of the garden. I'm booing them all. I've had it with Panarin and Mika. God bless you for spending that money to watch this garbage right now. Well, I didn't. I was. I didn't even think there was going to be a game six. Yeah, I mean, I spent I this money before the playoffs started, thinking that all right. Well, worst case scenario is game six. I get to go to one game. Hopefully, they wrap this up and then we move. Uh, you know, they move on to the second round. But now down three two. Did you ever think that after up two zero, they would be facing uh, going now, to game six it's down like, three two? Uh, they, they turned this goalie into Brodeur, Patrick Waugh, right. Jacques Plante, Hashik. I mean, it's unbelievable. Right. This guy's not seen any. T- you know, it's, it's just a joke. Amir now. Schmid. I mean, think yeah, about that. A they, he's a brick wall. They can't yeah. score a freaking goal on this guy. You got to be kidding me. Unbelievable, Sal. And and the power play is non-existent. And uh, like you said, this defenseman, they got to get rid of this guy. Bring up Harper. Put Harper in the line. Please don't hit somebody. No, well, Harper's awful, too. I mean, But, but no, it just shows I, I you. I'd rather take him than this guy. This guy looks like he's playing in quicksand. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he's yeah. always he's always got the puck, it seems, in space or an odd yeah. man rush. Somehow, Mikola's got the puck, and the guy can't move. But, Sal, they're doing nothing, man. They got no lanes. Fox can't get the puck through. Every shot is getting blocked. It's well, like why is against- that? Why? I, I mean... I, they got to figure it out. Galant's got to yeah. make some adjustments. Like we're going against Jacques Lemaire's 95 Devils. This is, like, unbelievable right now, Sal. Infuriating. It is Night and day. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I think they're going to force a Game 7 just to break our hearts. And, you know, it's... Agreed. It's, 
just, just, you know, it is sound. The bottom line is the Devils are hungrier. Devils want it more. And that's the bottom line. That's why we're down 3-2, brother. I don't know if they want it more. Thank you for the call, Justin. I appreciate you checking in. I don't know if I would say that they want it more. I don't know if I would say that they're hungrier. I definitely would say that right now the Devils have all the confidence. They have all the momentum. And the Rangers are playing like a team that is scared to lose this series. They are playing scared. They are choking. The Rangers are choking this thing away. They're thinking too much. They're trying to be too precise. All of the above. They're scared to lose this series because they know they can't after being up 2-0 like that. This is on Gallant to figure it out. If not, he's going to get fired, and he should, honestly. And I love the guy. I don't think he's the problem, but you can't have this happen. And if I'm Drury and I see this team collapse like this, first of all, he should be questioned after making these moves. Now, none of us questioned it at the time. I know some people said, ah, Kane wasn't the right guy, but ultimately they got him for nothing. How could you not add Kane, who guy wanted to come here? But he has not done anything. In his last three games. And you could say, oh, he's had an assist in each game. No, I don't care about that. I'm watching a play. Where's the impact being felt from Kane, specifically on the power play in his last three games? It's not. You know, Tarasenko got the series started off in the right way, both those games in games one and two. Nothing since. Nobody's done anything since. But if I'm Drury, I'm looking at the team saying, what the hell is going on here, guys? Maybe questioning their mental toughness as well. And when you look at... To me, the biggest culprits have to be Mika and Panarin. Those have to be the two biggest guys. Because you expect so much from them, and then they don't deliver in the postseason like this. Zabinijad last year in the, in the Penguin series was the biggest factor for turning that thing around. Well, where has he been? What's going on here with Mika? Move him from the bumper, down in the slot there. I mean, well, it doesn't matter. Rangers doing nothing. Something's got to give. Even the kid line, which excels at puck control, they're getting outworked. They're getting out-hustled by the Devils. Joe is calling from the Lower East Side. What's up, Joe? Hey, Sal. What's going on? I appreciate the call, man. How are you, Joe? Good, good. Just came back from the game. Just parked. Uh, so, um, listen, you know, you're, I know you're really irked about the game, but uh, I don't think you're giving the Devils enough credit here. I don't really, like, they came in as the higher seed. Um, and listen, you say what you want, but, uh, Hughes took the game by the cojones on Saturday night and he's, he hasn't stopped. Well, I said the other day that, um, after, well, when was I on Monday after games three and games four, my first show on that Hughes has been the best player on the ice in this series. I mean, that's why, that's why they're booing him at the garden. You of know? course. It's, which is lame. Yeah. Boo the best player on the ice. I get why they do it, but to me, <laughs> that would just motivate them more. I wouldn't say anything. I know it's a tradition and they do it, but he's the best player on the ice. It's Listen, a, I mean, this, this is a story uh, rivalry. I don't think this, this is the most underrated rivalry in sports, in my opinion. Uh, it's not over by a long shot. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a hardcore Devils fan. Grew up in Jersey, live in the city now, mm-hmm. but like, um, the, the the Devils like look at Eric Holla. Eric Holla is probably the most underrated player on the ice. He he scored that goal. He scored another goal in the Who's series. Who's eighty eight? Who's number eighty eight? Uh, that ball, dude. He's he's one of the defensemen, but he 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 grinded it out too. Yeah, I, I hate that guy. Marino Marino was one of the most amazing pickups yeah, ball. that yeah. Gerald had. I hate that guy. Well, here's the here's the one thing, Joe, and I, I am giving credit to your Devils. But where you're saying I'm I'm ripping the Rangers as opposed to giving credit to the Devils because the Rangers collapsing is the story. You know, Devils. Oh, I, if, yeah, if the I Devils agree, get to man. the next round, and I do I do give the Devils a ton of credit because they very easily could have folded. They fought hard in Game Three in a well played game. I thought it was Sal. I thought it was over. Sorry, I thought it was over Saturday night. I was sitting there in the dark. I'm like, it's over. You know, whatever. You give me one. Give me one win. Don't let them ever get swept. And when Dougie Barry Dougie Barry that goal. It was just a shot of adrenaline, you know. And you know, changing VTEC to Schmid, I said I, w- I went to the game last Thursday, and they, I'm like, how the hell is this team ever going to come back off the mat like that? The, the Ranger fans were like, 
That was it. I'm like, can you give me one damn win? Right. And they did. That, that's that. Lindy, Lindy, Lindy Ruff deserves a ton of credit for making a goalie switch. That's number one. Whether it's just Schmidt's play or even the fact that it got in the Rangers' heads, and I think it's probably a combination of the two. And then Saturday night, what that goal did was give the Devils the opportunity to exhale and also give them confidence. Because they were a team that was getting steamrolled, and they didn't know oh, what hit them. A doubt. And the Rangers let them off the hook. And once they scored that goal, it was like, okay, now we're back in this thing. We could beat this team. And the Rangers, with all the pressure on them in game four, having to win at home to go up 3-1, they, they were awful. They were flat. And now, I think in this game, tonight in game five, the Devils played their best game in the series. I mean, they jumped on them hard. They, like, I was there. The place was rocking. There were a lot of Ranger fans, but... Like, when Palat scored that first goal, like, that was it. It was, like, on. And, like, I said to my buddy, I'm like, just, oh, okay, let's, let's get this done. And they grind it out. The neutral zone, like, face-offs. And they, they just, anytime you saw uh, uh, Panarin, uh, Zabinijad come in, and that, that one save that Schmidt made against Panarin going across yep. with that glove, that, that was a, a, a kick in behind to everyone. Now, no, look, man. the Devils do deserve credit, Joe, and thank you for the call. But to me, the story is the Rangers collapse. Devils may have their day. You know, they move on, obviously, and the further you go, the bigger story they become. And not that I'm necessarily going to focus on the Devils here because it's just, you know, look, this is a Rangers town. It's as simple as that. I'm not neglecting the Devils or the Islanders, but it's not big as big of a deal as the Rangers, especially to me as somebody who grew up a Rangers fan here. The idea that, hey, look, the Devils weren't built to win the Stanley Cup. Could they win it? I mean, why the hell not? I don't think that they will. I don't think that they're good enough. But I don't look at either of these teams anymore as being good enough. Right now, I think you have to clearly, and I know Boston was the best team coming in, but and usually it doesn't play out like that, but clearly it would be Boston is the favorite, and I would even put Toronto or Tampa Bay ahead of anybody else in the Metro Division, including Carolina. I let my heart maybe get involved a little too much. Although this Rangers team, like I said, was built to go win a Stanley Cup. And after games one and two, how could anybody watching that? And I know people are going to joke around, oh, you touched the money, you said the series was over. Yeah, but realistically, how could anybody watching those first two games think anything other? Devils fan, Rangers fan, doesn't matter. You may not have thought it was going to be a sweeper, but you thought that that series was over. Even the Devils had doubts until they won game three. Rangers let them off the hook. That's why you got to step on their throat. You go up 3-0, it's demoralizing. 2-1, all of a sudden, eh, you know what, we got a chance. 2-2, uh-oh, now you're screwed. Danny is calling from Bayville. What's up, Danny? Hey, Sal, what's going on, man? How are you, uh, Danny? Here. Good, man. Just got back from the Rockers. a great game. I'm kind of with the last call. I'm a big Devils fan, but I, I think the biggest thing that I wanted to touch on is Mika Zibanejad being shut down by Nico Heischer. I think Nico Heischer has been the key to this series and has dominated the center position. I think he's one of the most underrated devil. And I think he's honestly, I know you're saying, obviously Jack Hughes is going to have the firepower. He's going to have the goal-scoring ability, along with the Dougie Hamiltons. But I think Nico Heischer is going under the radar with how amazing he has played center. I'm not going to argue that. I mean, you could say he's the best player on the ice as well. Hughes, to you know, to the, your point, is scoring on the breakaway, beating Shesterkin a couple of times. Uh, that's why I think he's the best player. But, yeah, I mean, you got to give credit to Eko Hishir. Here's the thing. Devils, stars, the Devils' top players, they're getting the job done, specifically in the last three games where the Rangers have stars all over the ice and they're not getting anything done. Yeah, I mean, listen, I agree with you. I think uh, I, I think Kane has a lingering injury. I, I really do. I think he's a little washed up right now. I think that he's turned the puck over. He's become more of a liability for you guys. Fair enough. Forget Kane, think- though. Look at what you, you mentioned Zabinijad, Panarin. I mean, even Kreider are going quiet. Even the defensemen are not doing it. Keandre Miller's been invisible this series. Fox passing up opportunities to shoot, trying to get too cute. I mean, they just got to be better, every one of them. Well, no, listen, I agree, man. I love your passion, and and what's great, and I'll preface this by saying I think for the next five years or so, you're going to see a lot of Devils-Rangers playoff matchups, which is awesome for hockey, you know? So I, I think it's going to be great for coming years, but listen, man, your team is not out of it. I'm a diehard Devils fan, yeah. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I, the uh, Rangers, I know you're passionate about it, but the Rangers are a team that have the firepower. The Devils have to continue to play their game, and I know that... You hate Kevin Ball because he was the best defenseman. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I keep seeing 88 doing damage. Yo, I want to get out there myself and take his rear end down. And thank you for the call, Danny. You're not kidding. 
I don't know who the hell this guy is. He keeps showing up on the screen, causing a Rangers fits, this 88. I swear to you, in that I was watching the game at the SNY newsroom. I turned to my buddy Jackson, who we had on to the college basketball stuff months ago. Uh, Jackson, who the hell is this 88 guy? And is there anybody that we got that could go take him out? Next thing I know, Barclay Goudreau's going at him. Where's Revo when you need him? Now, I know I was harsh on the Rangers, and believe me, it's going to get even worse Saturday if they lose that game. But I'm just going to tell you my true feelings deep down. This is what I feel in my gut. I don't believe the Rangers are losing this series. I still don't believe it. I felt that way last year after the Pittsburgh series. Or not after, but after Pittsburgh went up 3-1. As much as logic is telling you, hey, it's right in front of you. They're down 3-1. Not good. I still didn't believe they were losing. And as much as I wanted to believe the Rangers could win this game, I never thought they were going to win game five. And even with that result, I still think they're winning this series. Because I sure as hell do not think they're going down at the Garden. I They can't. Like, they can't have that type of performance like we saw in game four. It just can't happen. And are they going to lose all three? I mean, if they did, that's why I'm saying it would be one of the worst choke jobs in New York sports. You, it's not as bait. I mean, it would be up there. I don't know where it would rank, but it's up there. This one will not be forgotten. Some other series losses hurt at the time, but then they come and go. This one will not be forgotten. It will be referenced all the time. Hey, looking good, but remember, remember in 2023, they were up 2-0 on the road before coming home. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. How could I forget? I still think, though, you're going to get a game seven here now. And and I ultimately think the Rangers are going to move on. But the bigger issue that I have, it's twofold. One, that they're so close to getting eliminated anyway. Two, even if they win, I'm going to be aggravated at this point. Even if they win. Because it shouldn't have taken seven games. All due respect to the Devils, after you get up 2-0 like that, it should not be going seven. They had a chance to bury them. And they let them off the freaking hook. And now they're down 3-2. Yeah, God. Plus, I'm annoyed that it's an 8 o'clock start on Saturday night. I mean, I don't care really for me, but I'm taking my nephew to the game. I mean, a kid's, what, nine years old? It could be a long game. Maybe you get overtime. It's, I don't want to complain about that and sound like a really old man, but geez, I mean, does it need to be 8 o'clock? There's going to be a lot of kids in the building there. That's a late Saturday night. Come on, just drop the puck at 7, for goodness sake. 877 337 We'll get into the Knicks and Heat because when we last left you last night, I was looking at the Bucks Heat score and I'm like, ah, Bucks up, you know, double digits or whatever it was with about six minutes to go. Yeah, still anything could happen, but it seems like Milwaukee's going to extend that series to a game six. Wrong, Knicks Heat. It is. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I'll be in the building game one on Sunday. We could preview that. We could also get into some of the baseball. Mets are fortunate to be able to salvage the final game of their series with the Nationals. What an atrocious series that was. Even with the win, that was ugly. I mean, Brooks Raley giving up a grand slam, really? Really? To give up the lead late in that game to the Nationals? Just just the Mets, you know what? The Mets aren't that good. I'm sorry. As At least as of right now. They're not that good. They're okay. They're not that good. Now, maybe when Scherzer, Verlander come back, things start to look a little different. Right now, they're not that good, and I don't love the lineup at all either. And the Yankees get a nice win in Texas behind another great performance from Garrett Cole, but a bigger story. Aaron Judge, after an injury scare yesterday, something with that hip is up, and sounds like the Yankees are going to be without him for at least a few days here. We'll know more tomorrow, of course, but that's always the biggest fear if you're a Yankee fan Something going on with Aaron Judge. Plus, we could get into the Jets and the Giants picks in the draft. Uh, Giants trading up to get a cornerback. Jets taking uh, and uh, a linebacker, a uh, pass rushing, uh, a, de- a defensive end, a pass rushing uh, D end. What, what's his name? Will McDonald or whatever it is. So you, if you get that, uh, you get excited about that. Good for you. You know, we, we would have preferred an offensive lineman, but you know the Jets had to trade back a couple of spots for you know who. And you know what? It's all about Aaron Rodgers right now. So you have to trust Joe Douglas as well. And I do trust both Joe Douglas and Joe Shane to do their job. But really, the draft for a change 
is not that big of a deal for the Jets and Giants. Where normally they're picking in the top five, top ten the last several years, and it was always a bigger deal. But now, not as big a deal, but you still hope that you could uh, get impact players. I do have one thought on the draft that I want to get to uh, in a little bit. Uh, So we'll save that as we'll go on until 2 a.m. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. So I was just informed by a good friend and producer over at SNY, Dave Mandel. And by the way, you're like, oh, who knows Dave Mandel? So who the hell cares? Well, Dave Mandel, if you may know, uh, is the guy who was behind the whole Annalise's Over thing last year. So go tweet him and leave me alone uh, if you have any issues with that. But anyway, uh, he pushed me toward, he nudged me towards that prediction uh, back in late May of last year, seeing the Annalise's Over. Anyway. He's a big Bruins fan, and he just reminded me that the Bruins won three Game 7s back in 2011 when they won the Stanley Cup. So, look, obviously it can happen. I'm, I'm sure it's happened other times as well. But the Rangers do this crap every year. And it's even less about having to actually go through a seven-game series, a grueling seven-game series in rounds one, in rounds two. And also, when you're up, the way that they were on the road like that, it doesn't show you a good sign about a team where they can't put the series away. That's, to me, even more the point. Now, some of these series are going to be evenly matched teams. It's going to go you know, six, seven games. Like Going in, I would think you would kind of expect that. Anything less is great. But the fact that they were up 2-0, that's an opportunity. Up 2-0 on the road. Up 2-0 coming back home. That's an opportunity to bury them and move on with a relatively easy series. And, of course, the Rangers do what the Rangers do. Make it impossibly difficult. Only the Rangers, and it's not really only the Rangers, happens quite a bit, but for effect, only the Rangers could go up 2-0 on the road and find themselves down 3-2, needing to win Game 6 at the Garden to survive to get it to Game 7. Lenny is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Lenny? Hi, Sal. How you doing? Hi, Lenny. How are you? Oh, man, it's great to talk to you again, Sal. I love retirement from the post office. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Retirement sounds nice at this point. Thank you. Sal, don't worry about it. Keep your chin up. I still think that the Rangers are going to win the series, Sal. Of course you do. Yes. Why? What has given you that? I, I mean, I just told you I feel like that too, but what has given you that confidence? I think it's this, I think it's like going back, you know, back to 94 when they beat the Devils mm. to go to the, yeah, I think I think they're going to do it again. Well, why? Is Messier coming out for game six? Did I miss the update? Is uh, is, is something happening along those lines? Stefan toe suiting up as well for game seven? I mean, come on. What does this have to do with 94? By the way, Lenny, game seven, in case there is one, will be in New Jersey, not at the Garden. That's okay, Sal. Well, 94 was the other way around. Look, uh, you want to be positive, Lenny? I mean, I guess that's fine. The Rangers have played like crap these last two games. I know, but you got one of the best guys on on our team is Kane. I like that guy. What do you like about Kane? And thank you for the call, Lenny. Kane stinks. Right now, anyway. 
I wanted to like Kane. He's done nothing. I mean, he's along with everybody else who's done nothing on this Rangers team. But Kane has been, you know, I don't even want to say he hasn't been as good as advertised because there wasn't really great advertising with him. Everybody knew it was on the downside and they were taking a chance and he was likely washed up. But there was hope that in the postseason you would get showtime. Right? Isn't that the saying? Showtime with Kane? And it's been, you know, I know he's had the assists, but come on. He's, he hasn't been impactful. But I wouldn't blame him first. I mean, you look at Mika, Panera, and you look at those guys. Those are the guys I would say that uh, deserve more of the, the blame than Kane. John is calling from Port Jeff Station. John? Hey, great to talk to you again, Sal. How you doing? Good, John. How are you? Good. You got a good man next to you on the right-hand side there in the zoo. Very good, polite gentleman. Very good man. Well, thank uh, you. On behalf yeah, of Zoo, thank you. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things about the Rangers, there's a comparison I see here with the Rangers and their playoffs and my Yankees. The same thing, plenty of points, plenty of wins. They get to that final position, they stink it up. Uh, that's the number one comparison. Uh, the New York teams the New York teams are doing great, you know, in the playoffs, and all of a sudden now the Rangers take a dive. We might be watching the Knicks more. I have that feeling that the Rangers are going to win this. But as you say, the series go on and on in seven and six games, they die. They're, you know, as soon as they lost that overtime game, and, and Shashurkin should have had that goal from what I saw, mm-hmm. I see their defense, and, and I'll, I'll, get, I'll let this go real quick. I see their defense slacking. They're tired. Uh, as you said, Jabanajad and uh, Panera, nothing there from them, the two of them. Listen, just sit them on the bench. Let everybody else play. The hustlers, the kid line is not producing, you know, anymore. So I just want to intake on a couple of points that I just made to you. Uh, I want you guys to enjoy your night, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Well, thank you, John, very much. We appreciate checking in. The kid line is not doing any. Look, they need one of their lines to step up and take over when they're on the ice, and it just hasn't happened. Game three, I'm going to give them the break. Like I said, that happens. It's a, you, the Devils are a very good team. The Devils were better than the Rangers in the regular season. That's why they had the two seed and the Rangers were number three. So even though the Rangers won big in games one and two, and they were coming back home and people expected them to, if not sweep, at least win one, game three, that happens in the playoffs. It happens. Close game, overtime goal, you lose. Okay, fine. Game four, unacceptable. That shouldn't happen. Not for a team as good as the Rangers. And not for a team at home that's as good as the Rangers. And in game five, again, they got run out of the building. And it's everybody. It's not just the kid line. But if you watch the game closely, special teams has stunk. The kid line is not controlling the puck. They're not, you know, the the Rangers getting out skated, out hustled, out worked, all the above. And then the star power. Mika, Kreider, Panarin, MIA. So it's all the above. They're not getting, the Rangers are not getting shots through to Schmidt. They're making Schmidt look like Marty Berdor. That's the only thing that reminds me of 1994 is the goaltending for the Devils. Lindy Ruff makes the change. All of a sudden, Marty Berdor is in goal. Steven is calling from Somers. Steven? Sal, first of all, thank you so much for talking about hockey this much. I really appreciate it. I'm a Devils fan. At the game tonight, uh, I want to touch on a couple things that you mentioned. Kevin Ball uh, was a key piece in the Taylor Hall trade. Okay. And if if your question is who still throws a nasty hip check in the NHL, your answer is Kevin Ball. I mean, he's all over the ice. He's doing great. Yeah, my he's question is which Ranger is going to kick his ass in game six? That's what I want to see. It wasn't Barclay Goudreau. He tried, but it wasn't him. The Rangers don't have a six foot six, two twenty guy to take his ass. Correct. I mean, Truba's got to be the guy then. Yeah, Truba's just got to go do it. I mean, somebody's got to go toe to toe with him. The other thing is, he's twenty two. Hughes is twenty one. Luke Hughes is nineteen, waiting to come up next year. Nemich is twenty, coming up next year. They got their third pair of D coming up. You got Dawson Mercer who's twenty one. Akira Schmidt is twenty two. This team is built for now. Well, you know, the Rangers did it last year. They went all the way to the conference uh, finals. Right. Why can't the Devils do it this year? When the they could. They might. Game, I'm going to tell you this. The, De- I, I, the Devils could easily win the next round. I mean, I, w- w- without a doubt. If they get past the Rangers in the fashion that they did, why wouldn't the Devils be able to get to the Eastern Conference finals? I, I'm not knocking them or saying they couldn't. 
Yeah, and when the, and I've watched this team all year. You know, when they play their game like they did tonight, they can beat anyone. And you know how the playoffs are. You get a hot goaltender, somebody gets injured, you know, Boston isn't what they were, something happens, they can go all the way through. And, you know, I, I, I just – I'll go line for line with you. If, if the Rangers no, aren't scoring know. with the first two lines, if the Rangers aren't scoring with the first two lines, the kid line is let – them, let them have the, the, the puck at the half wall. They have no finish. And your fourth line, uh, they're out there to kill penalties they're, they're, and be chippy. There's no offense there. So if the Devils forwards, who would do a great job of back-checking, if they're going to lock down the Rangers' first two lines, the, the Rangers have to activate a defenseman, and they don't have a defenseman to play offense. I mean, maybe Fox. Well, Fox is Miller. an offensive guy. Miller's been MIA yeah. in the series as well. So, no, I mean, look, maybe you want to say, and I don't know enough about the Devils, Stephen, and thank you for the call, and thank you for educating us on the Devils. I do know this. The Rangers have to be better than what they've shown in the last two games. Simple as that. You can't dominate the way they did in games one and two and then completely fall off and not give any kind of an effort in games four and games five. It's just unacceptable. It can't happen. You know what I blame for this, Marco? It's not me, is it? No. Steve Gelbs. We're watching SNY right now on TV, right? Gelbs, who was actually in there before. You know, I do the Baseball Night New York show at SNY. At uh, 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday. I watch. Thank you. Um, people do, by the way. Because I can't, I seriously, this is not. <laughs> you sound surprised. Well, well, you know why I'm surprised? I'm, this is dead serious. Like, I've been on SNY for 13 years. And this is not to toot my own horn. I really don't care about this stuff. I'm just being honest with you and telling you a good story. You know, you're my friend. So we're going to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I legit, like, I can't go anywhere now without getting recognized by at least somebody. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's because of radio or because of BNNY or... I think it's the combination of the two. Okay, maybe. you got a lot of people that see you on SNY, whether it's Baseball Night in America or whether you're doing the... Baseball uh, Night in New York. New York, I'm yeah, sorry. that's okay. No, sorry. I know, I got it. That's all right. It's just a slip of the Pretty tongue. soon we're going to take it to America. <laughs> take it nationwide. But also, I mean, the show at night as well. So, right. I mean, Sports Night. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Here, I mean, it's on Twitter. You're all over the place. Yeah, Everywhere Twitter I look, I, mean, I think the bus on 8th Ave has got Sal on it. I mean, every maybe time I Twitter turn around, too. there you are. It is just weird. Like I said, I'm at the gas station. I'm like, or whatever. Like in the in the supermarket. <laughs> like going to a game. You know, I go to the Garden or City Field. Right. That's understood. Right, right, right. I mean, if you don't get recognized there, maybe I'm not doing the right thing here. You know, But it's just weird to me. Anyway, Gelbs was in there doing a show, the Jet show, before the Baseball Night New York show. Okay, That was at 5.30. This is live right now. He's doing this live show. Oh, wow. To uh, Midnight on SNY doing this Jets recap show. He was there all night, and he is a diehard Rangers fan. And he's got these Rangers sneakers, and he always talks about them. They bring it up on the SNY broadcast. And he tweeted about this, and I'm going to tell him right now. Throw those damn sneakers in the Hudson River. <laughs> they stink. They got no more wins in them, Gelbs. I watched the Rangers games one and two in SNY, and they won. Gelbs was the difference last night. He was there in the building. They lost last night. <laughs> Eight seven seven three. And then I got CeeLo coming in there because CeeLo was on the late mm-hmm. show with JJ taking my spot while I'm doing this. And then he's getting on me because me and Marash, I guess, were saying it was going to be a sweep and the series was over. Yeah, I heard over. that from a lot of people in this building after what? game two. That the series is over? Oh, yeah. From yeah. a lot of people in this building. Who else? A lot. Uh, Ryan Hickey was over at the network. He was talking about a sweep. Big Rangers uh, fan? Yes, yes, he is. Uh, now I'm a mistake. But everywhere, it seemed like every time I turned around after game two, every, somebody was telling me about a sweep. And I kept saying, all right, let's slow down. Let's right. slow down. I, look, the Devils have looked overmatched, but they're young. They're getting their feet under them. When this team gets going, you don't want to let them get started. Rangers got to make sure that they hold them down to not let them get started because once they get open ice, they can be dangerous. And here you go. And I also didn't expect the Rangers' power play to go MIA and their inability to score with everyone on the front line and no traffic in front of the net. None of those things that I envisioned after the first two games. And I guess Boomer was upset. Uh, Fleegs is telling me that Boomer was upset with Sean Morash, who oh, yeah. they had this video where he was sweeping away the Devils, uh, and, and you know Boomer got on him. Now, I will say that when I was at the Garden for game, what the hell game was it? Game four. Multiple people came up to me and said, where's Boomer, that fraud? He's not here. He said he wasn't going to the game. So, I mean, Boomer's got to be a better – is he a Ranger fan or not? I mean, you can't say that you need to get sleep and not go to the game. This is the playoffs. I mean, there is no time for sleep. Now, I don't know if he was at the game or not, So I, but the fans were telling me he was not there. If Boomer's not there, that's a bad job. I don't know. That's worse than touching the money with saying the series is over. 
uh, you know what? I don't know. And I'm not getting involved in the the Boomer discussion. Yeah. That's what I need. I need Boomer Siasen on my ass. Yeah, that, that's I what I care. need. Boomer's already been on mine. What he barely knows my name. Now? I need him I need yeah. him on top of me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. You want to get attention. Let him know who you are. Yeah, you know, the, the fat guy with the beard and the flannel. Yeah, right. yeah <laughs> I need that one on. I need to deal with this now. I'm sure yeah. Boomer would be real happy to get me on top of him. Uh, right. If Boomer wasn't at the game, that's a bad job, Fleegs. I, I don't care that Morash was using a video to sweep away the devils there. Boo, come on. You, you gotta be. You gotta be. You know. Which game we took? Four. Which one was? Fleegs is telling me that three Mar- was Saturday night, right? right? So, so this was uh, Tuesday night. That I was there. That people were saying he yeah, wasn't yeah. at the game. Was, what night was that? Tuesday. I don't know. It's hard yes. for me to remember. Yeah, one of these weeks. Boomer has a lot of obligations and other stuff he has. So I'll say this because I talked to him every though? morning when we did the minutes. So was he not Boomer's at game four? Watching every game. Was Boomer not at game four? I don't know. Again, but Boomer has Boomer has a lot of other stuff he has to do that might prevent him from being at every game that he wants to be at. What takes precedent over a Rangers postseason game? He's Boomer Esiason. So what? Is he a Ranger fan or not? And that's exactly right. Okay, so he's Boomer Esiason. Then I can't take him seriously as a Ranger fan if that's going to be easy. Well, I'm Boomer Esiason. Hang on, were you at every game? Well, I don't have the money that Boomer does or season tickets. And yes, I was at Game 4. They've only played two games. I was at Game 4, and I'll be at Game 6. So for me, who doesn't have season tickets or a fraction of the income that Boomer has to be at two out of the three games, I say that's pretty darn good. Well, listen, income with great power comes great responsibility. Boomer has a lot of places he has to be. I mean, I went there and did a show right afterward. I went there to the game, paid my money, walked out of that building, came down here, did a show. The guy, look, I didn't say this. The fans were saying, Sal, tell Boomer he's a fraud. He's not at these games. That wasn't me. That's what they were telling me. Let one of them say it to his face. Well, I didn't even want him to say it to my face, to be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> what do I care about Boomer? I'm here. You want to take a picture with me or what? You want to talk about Boomer? What do I care? We're watching a Ranger game here. Anybody, you guys didn't see Boomer this morning. He was dressed in the most beautiful Green eight Aaron Rodgers jersey, brand new, stitched and everything. Wow, they hmm. sent it over to him. Yeah, you know, those things are going to be a hot item right now. You know, I, I, I'll say this one thing: he might have had his before Rodgers. <laughs> right. I, I did happen to see Boomer after Game Two, and I've never seen him that pleased with the Rangers, which made me a little uneasy. After two nothing, he, he was uh, there was nothing bad that he could say about the Rangers. He came in, big smile. The smile I was fine with. The good mood I was fine with. Boomer's usually able to find something. After game one, he said there's still a lot they did wrong. The you know It wasn't as much of a right. blood as the score indicated. It was a really close something. game. After they don't game. back check well enough. Something. There's always yeah. something that Boomer's talking about. Game two, it's like they were perfect. And it made me very uneasy. I'll be fair. Right. It made me very uneasy going into game I three. I saw him the morning uh. after game four, and it made me uneasy for a whole different reason. How he, was he, he feeling? He was not happy. Yeah, I saw him tweet something about uh, the boys let you circle down again. Uh, look, I mean, I got uh, no excuse. No excuse for the Rangers not to bounce back and win this series, but certainly Game Six, and no excuse for Boomer not to be in the building Game Six. What's he? It's a Saturday night. I mean, what's he got going on? I don't care if it's look, I'm, a Saturday night minus like a family obligation. But by the way, even a Tuesday night, like this is what you live for. If you're a diehard Ranger fan who has season tickets, you've got to be at the game. Here's the question for you, though. Game seven, they have it at Prudential, middle of the week. You expect him in New Jersey? No, 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 that's different. No, absolutely not. I'm talking about the Garden. Okay. Now, now, he could go if he wanted to. He could do whatever he wants. I mean, I'm aware of that. Right, I'm so, saying, for no, you, do I you expect no, no, him no. in a game seven in New Jersey at the Rock? No. I, now, because it's Jersey? If I Because were, it's that, the long trip to go back to Long Island? I'm just saying that there's a, a difference between having season tickets to the Garden and then having to go all the road games to. I, I would think at the least, if you have season tickets to the Rangers, they're in the playoffs, especially against the Devils, you're going to the home games, at the very least. And if it were me, obviously, if I could afford it and, you know, afford the convenience of getting there, getting back, staying in the city, then yeah, I would be at Game 7. Why, you wouldn't? Like, what could get in the way of Game 7? I'm telling my wife and kid, like, hey, honey, you got to take a back seat. It's playoff time. Rangers, Knicks haven't been in the postseason in years together. This is what we do here, and we're going on a run. And luckily for me, my wife is now into the Knicks. So it's costing me double, but still, it's worth it. Because at least I get to go to the game and make it like I'm doing her a favor. You know what I'm saying? Damn right it's worth it. My locks would be changed if I was going to all these freaking games that you were going to. Yeah, I know. Never mind the third mortgage I'd have to have on the house. The locks would be changed if I I kept not coming home. It really is out of control. But think of it this way. What's a little debt? Throw it on the credit card. Who cares? It might be another 10 years before they're back in the postseason together. I'm sorry, you said a little debt? Well, what's what's debt? Period. Well, there's debt, so. Oh, so what's more? 
Once something's wet, it's wet. This once, isn't the NFL. The cap space isn't just a myth. It's well, it's real if you're a human. Once you're in debt, yeah. you're in debt. What's the difference? Charge more. Open up another charge card. You're, you're not talking to Boomer Esiason, buddy. And I'm not. You know, I There's know that, debt. But I'm not saying just go out there and recklessly spend money. What I'm saying is you're buying something that is priceless postseason. Legitimately, if you wanted to buy tickets for the Knicks in the second round of the postseason over the course of the last 20 years, you could only do so once. Once, if you wanted to. Once in over 20 years. Sal, from what I've seen of the ticket prices, I may be able to do that once in my lifetime. (laughs) It's out of control, man. It really is. And it ain't this year. All right, I get it. Uh, (laughs) 877-337-66. But anyway, Boomer's, he's fine in that department. There should be no excuse. Look, I'm I'm with, if he's not at game six at the Garden on a Saturday night, there is a problem. He has to be there for game six. And I guess he doesn't have to go he to everyone. That's the thing. Like, I'm not, look, especially first round, I'm sure after game two, he thought this was going to be a long ass run, right? right? We all kind of did. Right. I think maybe look at one Tuesday night. All right. I can skip this one. Skip, and he's going he's gonna to go to games. Unless we, we're not going to question Boomer's fandom. But right. Saturday night, game six, he needs to be there. And, yes. And for the record, that was very important we just said. We are not going to question Boomer's fandom. But the Ranger fans at the Garden after or during game four that came up to me. We're questioning Boomer's fandom. That's it. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just the messenger. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.